and welcome to Comedy Majors Podcast. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And Katie DeSanto. And today we're going to be looking at Martin Scorsese's Academy Award winning crime thriller, The Departed. But first, as always, we ask the most pressing question of every episode. What are we drinking this episode? I am going with uh, Angel's Envy bourbon today, a port barrel aged bourbon that is absolutely delicious. Tonight, Katie is drinking One Hope Merlot. Um, I never drank Merlot until I started working with One Hope and found it to be surprisingly delicious. Not at all what it's described as in Sideways, which formed my opinion of Merlot for 20 years. <laughs> so you've in, your drinking decisions were informed by oh, a, a, a movie. Yes, which I think we should watch, actually. Oh, I would like to right. rewatch Sideways. Perfect. I am dry, uh, drinking Sam Adams Boston Ale mm. in honor of our film this week, The Departed. Uh, and it's quite delicious. Uh, just to make sure it was good, I drank three of them while I was watching The Departed. Oh, excellent. Was that today? So, uh, no, no, that was okay. Friday. Actually, for this film, I got to view the movie uh, with Aileen and my mom. Oh, wow. Uh, That's nice. three of us watched it together. Is Patty still there? No, she she and my dad are gone. They're back in New York. had to go back because of the storm. Um, Brian, what are you wearing? Would you say they departed? They departed. No, that's weird. I don't like that (laughs) plan words. Wait, can we edit that? I don't like that plan words. Hold on. Let's edit. You can edit it for the podcast version. They departed. All right. I don't like it. No. no. Uh, What are you wearing? What is that? This is my uh, Boston Bruin sweatshirt. Are they a hockey team? They are an NHL hockey team. Hey, way to go, Katie. NHL. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. I see it. Now. Are you a Bruins fan? Or how did you get that? Have you become uh, I, a Bruins I do. Fan? I do like the Bruins. I watch. I, I never really had a hockey team I liked, so I watched them. Good. So. good. That's good. Uh, all right. Let's talk about this movie. Okay. Perfect. Let's talk. Uh, first of all, let's do fact check. Oh, yeah. A uh, couple of quick things here. Uh, first, uh, last week, Katie was not feeling great because she had a champagne super hangover. Yes. Um, inspired by, uh, of course, a supernova. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to quickly find out, and I did some research this week, what are the worst hangover alcohols? And mm-hmm. champagne is in the top five. Yeah. Uh, so you were right in that ballpark, and you yep. probably had mixed it with some of these. Did you have any tropical drinks? No. Which which are really a number one, they say, because it hides the yeah. amount of alcohol that is in the drink. I believe that. I believe that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, liquors, you know, cheap, cheap mm-hmm. booze, um, which you should never drink. I have a story uh, about one of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Any dark liquors. Mm-hmm. I also have a story of one of those. Yeah. Uh, I thought we were going to tell our worst hangover stories, but <laughs> then I realized that's not what we're doing. We don't have time yeah. for that. We don't but have time. that could be funny. Uh, red wine. I'm drinking that tonight. Yeah, and Not champagne. Going to drink the whole bottle. Okay, well that's probably good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I checked in. We we talked about the Handmaid's Tale last week, uh, and I was just wanted to confirm that they the scenes we see for the trailer for season three are actually in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. and they were in fact shot at the Lincoln Memorial with two hundred handmaids. They were. Um, and all you have to do is apply for a permit from the National Park Service. That's amazing. So it really cannot be done. Now, the vast majority of that show is actually filmed in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this was just a pickup. But they did actually film that sequence that we'll see in season. Incredible. We haven't uh, seen season two yet. No, we haven't. We're waiting uh, oh, as well. Shoot. Yeah, yeah, we got it. We got yeah. it on that. We're on the wait list at the library for mm. it. 
hoping it will come through soon. Uh, last week, Jim brought up this idea. Peter Jackson, prior to The Lord of the Rings, what had he done? Yeah. Uh, his feature films were as following. Feel free to tell me if you saw any of these. Uh, Bad Taste. No. Meet the Feebles. No, I saw Meet the Parents. Uh, Dead Alive. No. Heavenly Creatures. No, but I heard that that was very good. Yes, that actually was Kate Winslet's kind of yes, film. Yes, I, I love her. I and then like the, the Frighteners. No. Yeah, which was Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. Yeah, which oh, was I an like awesome. Him. I think that might have been like one of the first things he did after the whole Parkinson thing really came out. Like yeah, he but, had kind of disappeared for a while, and he he did that awesome movie. And those are all pretty low budget, like horror style movies, right? Yeah, very low budget. So, like, to go from that to Lord of the Rings, the Lord of the Rings trilogy is pretty. uh, It's pretty crazy that they gave them the money to do it. I know it's two over two hundred million. All right, so tonight we're doing uh, The Departed. Uh, The Departed. uh, While it is Scorsese's only Oscar for best uh, director, and uh, he actually is not credited in the AFI top 100 for this, which is interesting. That like doesn't last, surprise me. Like last week's film, uh, which was the fellowship of the rings is an AFI top 100, mm-hmm. but it's not the one that won the Oscar. Right. Uh, he does have three AFI top 100 films though. Uh, he has raging bull taxi driver and Goodfellas. Mm. So only seen one of them, yeah. but I would imagine all three of them are better movies than the departed. Oh, you didn't like the departed. I have lots of issues with it, but we'll, wow. we'll get into it. Well, they, mm-hmm. they, they, I think all three are actually better than The Parted. But, mm-hmm. uh, but so not not checking off an AI, uh, AFI film this week, though I did watch two this week, uh, Woody Allen's Annie Hall, uh, which was really interesting and stuff. Couldn't get over it. Hate Woody Allen. Mm. Like the whole film I was watching, I'm like, you're uh, allegedly a pedophile, yeah. and I'm not really interested. Married even though this, even yeah, even though even though this film is pretty amazing from a filmmaking perspective, the whole time I was sitting there saying, I just can't really say I'm going to like this film because Woody Allen's in it. Yeah. And then uh, Lawrence of Arabia, which yep. was insane. First of all, it's like three and a half that. hours. Yeah. Uh, but it visually is unbelievable. Uh, but so those two, but uh, no AFI top. 100 this week but let's go into the departed with our rundown jim what is the departed all about the departed is basically the tale of two uh people um one played by matt damon uh and i forget his character's name uh and one played by leonardo dicaprio um leonardo leonardo dicaprio plays a state trooper who went right out of the academy um is convinced to take the job of an undercover uh, police officer and and in infiltrate uh, Frank Costello, Brian's uncle. Yes. Uh, <laughs> infiltrate his uh, organized crime organization. Um, and Matt Damon plays someone in that organized crime uh, organization who uh, Frank Costello has put through the State Trooper Academy. And so basically, it's a tale of these like two people pretending to be something they're not. Um, yeah, one of them is, uh, you know, a cop pretending to be a criminal, and one of them's a criminal pretending to be a cop, and kind of the hijinks that ensues after oh. that. Um, and it's based on uh, a Japanese film, I think, called yeah. Internal Affairs. Infernal Affairs. Infernal Affairs. Okay. 
which was and it was more of a uh act a little bit more action oriented yep, yep. sullivan sullivan is uh, matt yep. damon colin sullivan and billy cassigan yeah um, um and it's a, it's a, it's uh for me i really like the movie actually i liked it a lot more this time watching it than i did in the theater um i still think honestly as even though it's an academy award winner I still think Martin Scorsese is probably the worst part of this movie. Oh, wow. Okay. I think, and, and like, there are some really cool shots, but I think he, I don't know. We, we could talk a little bit more because I, I have some, some interesting <laughs> hot takes about Scorsese, specifically like his, his more recent stuff. Like, um, what was the one? The other Hugo? one. Hugo. Actually, Hugo's Hugo's good. <laughs> I know. I, I like that, that one. It was very different. Uh-huh. Um, but like Shutter Island, I think he just ruined a really great source material there. Yeah, I'm not. A, that was actually shot in Easton, where I live. Yeah, it's a great book, and yeah, he, the book's amazing. He ruined it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was a great uh, movie. Uh, now it won Best Picture, but I do just want to kind of give you the other four films that it was up against. Um, cause I think it was good. Uh, you know, I think it's one of those Little examples. Little Miss Sunshine should have won. I, I thought Little Miss Sunshine was okay. I don't I think it was best picture. Uh, it was Little Miss Sunshine, Babel, Letters from Iwo Jima and the Queen. Mm. I saw it, Babel and Little Miss Sunshine and I would, I would agree with Katie that I think I liked Little Miss Sunshine more than The Departed. Um, this doesn't feel like a best picture to me. Oh, I, Really? I like so what so what does it win for? The only thing I can see it win winning for is Scorsese never getting an Oscar. Well, and, that's a part that's and some part good acting. But like in terms of story, I don't know. I feel like I've seen organized crime and uh crime fighting movies done much better. Much more intriguing stories. I don't know. Yeah. The one I, thing, I didn't think anything in it was best of. The one thing I, w- I appreciated about this, as opposed to his earlier uh, mob and, and organized crime stuff, is that this definitely does not... And it, 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 I think it's a, a, it's a balancing act, but I feel like up until now, up until this movie, his stuff was sort of glorifying the the criminal lifestyle even though in goodfellas he's showing how it all falls apart there's still this like well yeah it's absolutely it's like the first it's one of the first movies of his that you really think about there are actually good people who aren't killers or right murderers or you know there's actually people who are trying to do the right thing well, against those, to, you know, in, in within the framework of his world, what right. the right in thing the is. end. I think that's the main point is like they start right off in the beginning um, with Jack saying to Colin when he's at what nine years old, he's saying like, you know, you grow up and they tell you you have to be, you have to be a, a criminal or a cop. Uh, but what's the difference when when you're staring down the barrel of a gun? What's the difference, right? And I think that's the whole premise here for Scorsese is that. Um, you know, n- no matter what side of the of that gun you're on in this movie, in this world, it's uh, basically you're you're being corrupted by this whole system of. I guess so. See, I just, like I I felt that premise at the beginning of it, but then to me it didn't follow through. Like I I didn't feel like that was the message that I left that movie with. Like mm-hmm. the 
The endings of all of the characters felt anticlimactic to me. You know, there there wasn't any like gut wrenching. Well, I didn't. I even so the one that should really hurt is Matt Damon shooting Jack, and to me that was like I don't know. I didn't. Who were you supposed to sympathize or empathize with in this movie? Because Will Corgan is the only one that I do, and Bill. Bill. Bill, Will, William, 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 young, William young Billy. Costigan, Costigan. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, not Billy what, Corgan. Not Billy this Corgan not from Smashing, Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing no, Pumpkins. different. That would have made for a really interesting film. Details. Though. The world Mirror is details. a vampire. Uh, so I felt like I. So I, you know, I felt for him, and he felt like the only person in the movie that was really like a good guy. And I thought his story was compelling, right? So he finds himself doing these really horrendous things for his job um, and the battle between like who his family was and who he is and who he wants to be. And uh, like, I thought his story was the most compelling part of the movie. And then for me, his death at the end again was like, well, all right, well that's over. There was nothing at the end that made me feel like there's a lasting message impact. Well, I liked it. I at the, we got a little one awake, so Katie's going to go deal with that. Okay. But we can keep I, chatting. I, I um, I really like the performances. I think what which is what drives this movie maybe more than the the yeah. screenplay. I think anytime you do a film like this, where it was like a ninety million dollar budget, and more than half the budget went to the talent. Yes, like and that, that's a good choice because the so, the, the yeah. actors in this are phenomenal. Yeah, and uh, but I think that's what it was. So it's kind of like, how does everybody get their moments? Well, which I think sometimes, but I do think that's factored in. When you get all of these people, it's like everybody wants their little thing. So it, it's the balancing act of how do you do that story and even like I, I guess even when i was reading about the movie uh you know scorsese was saying the screenplay screenplay was in different direction than really what came out of it even though it won the oscar for best uh, adapted screenplay yeah um but it was like you know what was on the page was changed which happens a lot in films but as they got these celebrities you know, they would change what was there, which kind of William Monaghan wrote the screenplay and he's done a lot of yeah. a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, he's, you know, um, he's you know, he has his Oscar for that. But he did Body of Lies, which was a, a good movie. Uh, Kingdom of Heaven, which didn't make a lot of money, but it's actually a pretty interesting film with the Orlando Bloom and stuff like that. Yeah. But he's done a lot of stuff. And they even said, like, we had to change some stuff here. Um, yeah, I don't think the changing of it is what was a problem for me. I think my my issue is that there's just random. There's probably a half hour in this movie that could get cut out, and it's still and it would have been a better film. Yeah, well, no, but that's I think that's my point. I think that there probably was a better structure to it. But and like then the scene, that so, was so, right. For instance, the scene with Jack just like throwing the cocaine and like the, the hooker. Yeah, and like, that's him. But that's him. That's what I mean. I think that's just like you, you're going to get Jack Nicholson and it's like that, he goes, I, I agree. And he goes on these like weird tangents like 
that he is that was part of his thing that he wanted him to be some like sex crazed lunatic yeah but that Um, didn't really need to be in there it didn't make any sense uh it didn't progress the story at all and in fact it did a disservice to the character oh i i thought he was good in it but there was some weird i think i'm wondering if the point of that was they want him like and i think they do a better job in one of towards one of the like the last sequences with him where dicaprio's sitting at the bar and he just comes in and he's covered in blood Yeah, like yeah. that was really well. Like I was wondering if they were trying to say, okay, he's slowly cracking up, a la how they did it with The Shining, how Kubrick did it with The Shining. Yeah. But Kubrick never would have put a sequence like that in. That was just like right. so. Like, oh, we need to show him as this crazy loon. So let's just have him throw a mound of cocaine in right. the air. But that was um that was all staged in the film, right? Like that that wasn't real. Remember that's that's the scene where they they decide to not use all their normal guys to find the rat. Yes. And so they were testing Bill. Yeah. But I mean, um, it's just like, even that still was, yeah, yeah. But it, the, it was like, good. And even, even, um, and we can kind of skip toward, you know, we could talk about all the ins and outs, but like, I think each, let's just talk about each actor. Cause I think Jack yes. is Jack. You're going to get him. He's great as always. Great yeah. as always. Um, over the top at certain points and just absolutely amazing in others. But yes. never, never boring, ever. No, you don't want to take your eyes right, off of right, him. Right. And and he's not actually even in the film. A ton, that right. No, um, but I just love, yeah, oh, yeah, can we just say quickly about Nicholson? Some of the best work I think he did in this movie is just when he's in the car. Yeah. <laughs> like there's scenes where he's like in the backseat looking like a complete deranged lunatic, right, not even right, saying right, anything. Right, right. And he was awesome. <laughs> um, DiCaprio it might be his best movie. I, I don't know. Katie asked me, do, do I think this is his best film? I think he's doing a lot more acting here than Inception. Mm. Um, and I think, I think he's better in this than he is in Inception. Yeah. And I love an in Inception. Um, but it's great in this movie. He's really good in this. And I, to be honest, I haven't seen The Aviator. Um, no, that didn't interest. I didn't see it either. I know he's supposed to be fantastic yeah. in that. Oh. And I haven't seen The Revenant. So I've, I haven't seen all his films. But I would say that for me, other than going back to like What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which is absolutely insanely oh, good. Yeah. But that's that's sort of a different a different thing. Um, and uh, he's 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 great in this. Like there, he plays that character so well as like this, you know, and, and basically um, uh, what's his name? Mark Wahlberg kind of breaks him down saying like you're you're a kid that. That grew up, you know, on the uh, right side of the tracks, but came into Southie every once in a while to visit your dad, and you you could play both characters, and and he does, and you know that I, you know, Katie says she wasn't feeling sympathetic. I was pretty sympathetic to his character, I think. Um, oh, I thought so. End. I thought he was tremendous. The the way he plays this guy again who's clearly lost right like his mother's gone his father had been gone for a long time he he thought maybe some validation of his life would be a cop and then the cops in that scene with martin sheen and mark Wahlberg, basically saying dude this is not your home either like this is not so he's this guy who has nothing he's 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 not a southie kid he's not a rich kid like his uncle which i thought was a kind of a throwaway scene there like that was establishing he's not going to be that he can't be that right he's not that he thought i could be a cop 
no, nah, dude, you're you're not a state. You're too this smart. Isn't, you're, this isn't this isn't who you're going to be, and all this type of stuff. And he has nothing, and that's why, in some ways, I agree with Katie in terms of the th- sympathy because you know Mark Wahlberg and Martin Sheen exploit that, right? They well, exploit and, and, that and, and, and at to the get same time to go into that right. world, and at the same time, the same thing happens to Matt Damon, and this is where I think Scorsese really dropped the ball. Is that he made Matt? He made um, Colin Sullivan so unlikable. Oh, completely unlikable. Um, and not not to a fault of Matt Damon. I don't think. I think it was, you know, the choices of of just like random shit that that was going on in the film. Um, whereas I thought this would have been a much more interesting film if they kept those two characters as close. To each other, uh, as they could, right? Learning so basically, a lot, yes. Two kids from Southie, both have no family, and take end up on different paths. Both exploited by either side, yep. right? Because Jack definitely exploits him. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, that was that whole grooming scene right. with him in the beginning, giving him the food and all right, that type right, of stuff. Right, right, and um, you know, Matt Damon, awesome in this. By the way, I thought he was great. Um, oh, absolutely! Very different role for him, yeah. and he was he was tremendous. Yeah, kind of like a weak, he was he's never really like a, a weak willed character, and I feel like that in this. Like he he he's clearly lost, and he's he really only finds value in one thing, which is getting like he he only finds any kind of esteem in his life by getting things done for Frank. Right? Like, yeah. You never see him as uh, engaged and as alive as when he is te- you know running things for frank helping him you know dodge the cops or whatever it is um yeah well i also thought it which would be interesting is they talked about you could have i think i would have almost saw them in reverse roles you know like matt damon would usually play more the leonardo dicaprio character in yep. this and leonardo dicaprio would be more and i like the fact that they they did it that way. Yeah. Um, but I think Matt Damon's character is, to me, the most evil character in the movie. He's a he's a, a, a he's a freaking sociopath. Yeah. And he, that's yeah. maybe they did. Like when you're talking about it, like if that's what you wanted to see, where they where the choice was to keep those two on the that's not to me. He is complete. He's a great a asshole. He right. thinks he's the smartest and, guy in the room, like and just little sequences in it, which made me view him in a worse light than I viewed Nicholson's character, who to me was almost so over the top. There's no connection to reality. Right. Just like there's scenes like when Damon is buying the the condo and the yeah. the way he looks at other people and the way he treats people like there is nothing likable about him, which yeah. made me like think that. He is, you know, the the balance between those two. You know, they went in a different direction. I think it probably would have been more interesting if they were both in line yeah. with one another. But I really disliked his ca- character. There was nothing likable about his right. character. Right. Uh, now, played brilliantly by him, but yeah, yeah. there exactly. was nothing likable right. about him. Yeah, I totally agree. And that was that's the shame of that scene that I think Katie's really honing in on is when – they did not do a good enough job with the father-son relationship with Frank and him. They skip right from like Frank recruiting him 
to be part of his crew to current day. So like you don't you don't know, I mean you saw him buy him milk and eggs, but like come on man, like you're that, yeah, that you moment. Agree. Yes, yeah, like, there should be to more me, than that. Scorsese so. was saying in that moment it was like killing killing your dad because he you found out he wasn't perfect, yeah. right? And you know there's the whole like uh, great it's Martin Scorsese educated by Jesuits he's got to have the Jack Nicholas Jesus on the cross dead pose yeah <laughs> as um but like I, yeah that moment like I think he's just showing his failure to to make his points in this film and there's still a great film here but it could have been even better like I I have a huge problem with the, with the end for Leonardo DiCaprio. And I don't know if we want to talk about it. Well, I guess, yeah, we can talk about it. But when he dies, it's like deus ex machina that doesn't make any sense at all. You Oh, they just get shot. Yeah, he's just blown away. And then it turns out the other guys who's, by a, you know. By a guy you haven't seen in two hours. Yeah. And there's no indication that he, like, it would have been cool if I could look back at the movie and go, oh, well, I missed that scene. Now that scene makes sense where yeah. he was involved. But the chase, I call him Chase because from 24. Yeah, from 24. <laughs> right. maybe, <laughs> maybe he sta- maybe he stand stood out more in my mind just because I was like, oh, there's Chase. Yeah, so I like, knew who I, that was. If you don't know who that actor is, though, like it is a very kind of sideways thing. Like I we for us, we knew who the actor is. So maybe it stands out. But other than that, you're like, if you didn't latch on to that character and know who that actor was. From another reason, you might even forget, oh, yeah, wait, that's the guy he was friends with, right. who he then kind of got as a partner, and he was in a, a couple of scenes. Right, but, but it was even worse. Really... Like, then it's even worse. If you don't if you don't recognize that character, that scene becomes even worse. It's like, who is this guy? He came out of nowhere. Well, that's what I mean. So, I, But a lot of people, I think, I don't know if they established him enough that again, I think we knew who he was because we know the actor. So we're right. like, oh, yeah, he's in this movie. We know who he is. And if you don't know who he is, you're kind of like, wait, hold on a second. Who is he again? At he's least, oh, at least with uh, Anthony. Um, what's his name? Anderson. Anderson. You it makes sense. And he says yes. to him. Well, and it's easy. To, it, yeah. And it's I also easy because he's the only black person. Uh, Martin Scorsese put in the film. Right. But he, so he, you would actually you would actually know who it is solely from the fact you're like, wait, hold on. Black person. Yeah. Only one in the movie. But he's Leonardo DiCaprio's friend. But at least Leonardo DiCaprio has a reason. Like I call yes. you specifically. Yes. Why is the other I guy? I know you. Um, but I feel that way, too, about Wahlberg showing up at the end of the movie. Like if we follow the story logically if we believe what I think we're supposed to believe about his character, then the idea that he wouldn't be in contact with William after he's fired or whatever makes no sense, right? So he knows he's the only person. Yeah, he would track That's him the down. idea. Yeah, he's, he would track He's supposed him down. to be the only yeah. person that knows about William, right? The fact that he, he would not contact him is ridiculous. And then for him to just show up in the final moments and the freaking rat on the banister with the so golden bad. dome in the so back. Do you, wanna, do you like, know there's a please, Kickstarter to that remove that? Scorsese do you wanna, you guys trying to be literary? Like, I, come He's, on. This is the point. Like, If you want us to just while love you were the gone, gunshots, yeah. then just let us, like, let all the men love the violence and don't try I, to be symbolic. And again, I think that for me, that's why I was saying that Scorsese is the worst part of this movie. Um, 
because the acting is off the charts good. Even mm-hmm. even even like people that played secondary characters, like the guy that was supposed to put the cameras in the uh, oh, in yeah. the warehouse. Like I, I you know who I didn't love in this movie, Alec Baldwin. So yeah, he was he was almost like over he was the top, almost like a un- yeah. it was like he was like playing his character from Glengarry Glen Ross. Yeah. Like I and he he's usually pretty good. I, I didn't think he was great in this I, movie. I loved the other, a lot of the crew. other performances I thought were good. Oh, but French. His, French was great. Costello's oh, yeah. Guys were wonderful. Oh, yeah. No, they were all fantastic. I thought um, and I don't know how Kate, I one of the characters I liked most and found most interesting was the psychologist oh yeah, yeah. i thought that was long. an intro well, again pretty much the only woman other than yep. the prostitutes yep. jack nicholson was with uh i thought her character i could have seen even more of that character the idea of she's somebody who this is the thing i don't like i like matt damon's role and i think maybe it wasn't what they were going for but me like the the i was saying while you were gone katie that matt damon to me is like the true true villain in this movie because oh, totally. he's narcissistic totally. self-absorbed everything and here's this guy like mocking everybody and you have this psychologist who's like genuine public servant yeah you know that she's playing this role that there are people brilliant people who want to dedicate their lives to people and then you get a lot of people like matt damon who are in even higher positions of power yeah. who think they're the smartest person in the room. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd leave this, you know, maybe I'll just bail on this. I don't want that. You know, this isn't furthering me. Yeah. And yet he acts like, oh, I'm so good. I'm doing this for the, it's all bullshit. Well, so I, I thought that at, was played well. At least Costello, you see who he is from the, like that first scene is so disturbing with him in the, in the convenience store talking to the teenage daughter. Like oh, yeah. he, from the very beginning gives you the creeps in the worst way. But he never pretends to be anything other than that. Can I tell right? you what Katie said? Like about thirty minutes into this movie, she's like, "Well, Scorsese hates Boston." Yeah, there's no one in that <laughs> movie that makes you think that Boston's so terrible, a good place. Man. Well, do you, do you know that a majority of this film isn't even in Boston? He like only shot the exteriors that he needed, and the rest of it was all done on sound stages in New York. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, honest to God, like looking at the police and the organized crime, like <laughs> there really isn't a like a truly likable character. Like they all well, also none of them seem smart. None of them are smart. Are you well, that was interesting too. They played, they, they played it off like they're all supposed <laughs> they're to be all dumb, really dumb, but that doesn't really. But they're not. But that's they, the thing. They they're all saying they're be, dumb, yeah, and it's, it's so that's weird. it's a weird choice. Jack well, Nicholson refused to wear a Red Sox hat. He wore a Yankees hat because he despised <laughs> the Red Sox so much he would he would all, only they all hated Boston. I, I uh except for Matt Damon. Except, well, I Matt honestly Damon I think Boston. I think DiCaprio's character is is pretty likable. I do. Yeah. I thought he was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. No, he is. He is. But but there are moments with him where I'm like, oh you're smarter than this. And like, Yeah, but he's <laughs> not that's what I thought he played brilliantly that he's when someone would be in that, even a smart person the anxiety and the what that oh, and sure. I thought he played that great and he starts popping pills and he's like you could see him untethered Leonardo DiCaprio he always releases movies and I'm like I, I'm not really interested in seeing this movie but then I see him yeah, in the movie I'm like phenomenal. oh my oh, god no, like, he's the I, forgot. Just, him about. Yeah. I thought like it was is this one of his oh, best roles we, we did talk about that yeah. he's so, so like, good my uh the one I forgot is Django Unchained holy yes shit, mm. so good in that 
Yeah, but as, you're just, as a total bad guy. Oh, yeah. Third but bag. you just think like, I, I don't you, I he was never somebody if you said like, pick somebody's movie you want to go see. And I never say him because whatever. I, it's not I dislike him. I just I don't necessarily his movies aren't something I'm like, oh, my God. I have to, but then you see it and you're like, this guy is everything yeah. he does yeah, no. is He's just great. Pains. Oh yeah, he was Luke. He was Luke on Growing <laughs> yeah. Pains. Yeah. He was it was great. Um, can we talk about the porno theater uh, dildo <laughs> yes. sequence? So, are we supposed to believe that Matt Damon is gay? Well, is there... oh, we, we. I mean, this is going to go down the whole thing, but this came out. Uh, what? A, this is taking place a couple years after the Boston Globe article, which plays a big part in this movie, even yes. even if it's an undercurrent. Yes. Oh, about the and the they show priest. yes, and they show Matt Damon's character as an altar boy. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, so do. and then I, he has he can't get it up with the new yes, girlfriend. Yes, he can't get it up with the girlfriend. Which, by the way, he Matt Damon came up with that. That was not in the original script. And, and the reason he came up with it is that he had filmed two weeks of the movie, and DiCaprio and Damon were terrified of working with Nicholson because he was nuts. He's just like crazy. So <laughs> Matt Damon was coming back and Scorsese called him the night before because he had left to do something. And he's like, uh, Matt, I just want you to know that Jack just informed me he's going to show up with a giant black dildo on set tomorrow and run at you. Um, and like all the sexual stuff Nicholson brought. And Matt Damon's like, well, if he can do that, I want my guy to be impotent. And, and but that's I where that, that whole thing well. came yeah. from. And it was. It was re- I thought it was yeah. really – interesting you know to have a character like that and it's also like the that maybe think of handmaid's tale the idea of these vile fraudulent masculine characters who have fertility issues which is awesome like the yeah. commander oh and, yeah so yeah, you know, you're supposed to believe that the baby is williams right oh like, it's absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it absolutely is um yeah. and i love that i love that whole sequence and he's like how deranged an individual he is he's at DiCaprio's thing with her and she he realizes and he's like uh what about the baby like he's so such a weird exchange so how are we supposed to feel about Wahlberg being the only one that survives this whole situation before we go into that because I I wanted to talk about him specifically as far as the secondary characters he's by far the best but you don't get any of his like it's so you don't get any of his story but you do get a little bit of it and 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 I think you're supposed to infer some of it, but I we talked when you when you stepped out. We talked about how Jack groomed Sullivan to mm-hmm. be his guy, and how you know Wahlberg and Martin Sheen sort of groomed DiCaprio or took advantage, you know, take advantage more. Sure, but I honestly think that at least Martin Sheen's character, uh, crap, I forget his name, Captain, Captain, and and Diggum. They they cared about DiCaprio. They cared yes, about. Yes, they was a tough guy, kind of Boston and it bullshit. Was, it was them. they. They definitely took advantage of him to convince him to take the job. But, then but they once cared he about took him. the job, yeah. he was like their guy, right? Like he was on their team, and that's what that is sort of closing the loop at, at on the end. Is him killing it? for him but i i wish there was one step in the middle like i miss that scene between him getting fired you know getting shoved out of the room by damon and then him showing up at the end like well is, i mean are we to one inf- scene missing are we to infer maybe his fear that he would be being tracked by people 
you know, and could lead. The thing that's somewhat unclear to me is how much time uh, elapsed yeah. from when DiCaprio realizes Matt Damon's. Do you know what I mean like yeah. was it a day? Was it a few? That could be part of it, too. Like mm-hmm. they said, oh, he resigned from the police force. He yeah. left like all that type of stuff. Listen, I usually am not a huge Mark Wahlberg guy. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I'm not into his stuff. I thought he was good in this. The one thing I will say at points in this film, and I thought the acting was great, but I feel at points it's like all of them were going for their Oscar mm-hmm. reel mm-hmm. that they were going to run the clip of. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think he did a better job than yes. Alec Baldwin. His yes. like his delivery and all that stuff where Baldwin was well, trying for that same thing. And that Baldwin character felt like something that was like, okay, we got Alec guy. Baldwin and we're going to do this. And it's like kind of over the top and he's not in it enough. So I'm just kind of like, this is that just a like bit a Boston nine, nine character. Like yeah. In the it office. was just a, like, it, it didn't fit. The accent was the, 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 by the way, that every, like every, I don't know, every bad Boston accent being used. Yeah. Uh, One thing, one thing I, I did like is that first scene with Martin Sheen and him together, the way they sort of do the good cop, bad cop routine yeah. on him is pretty good. I mean, it, 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 uh, I think it really does convey the fact that how someone in that position can be manipulated to the place where they take a job that is seemingly like a death sentence. <laughs> Well, yeah. Oh, I, I'm listen. I think I I really like this. I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. I thought it was a, a good, a very very good film. Mm-hmm. I'd even go as far as saying it's one of the better films. Just films. I'm not saying the the plot. What like films um, that we've done mm-hmm. mainly mm-hmm. performance wise. I think. Yeah. Which stands out. I don't think it's the best shot. It's not the best dialogue. But I think the the totality of the performances um, were yeah. p- pretty damn good in this movie. What did you think about and, – and this could be the last thing before we move on. But what did you think about the use of music? This is the only movie I remember that uses the same song in multiple so times. They so to get the Dropkick the, Murphys. No, not just the Dropkick Murphys. They, all, they use – uh, shipping up to Boston twice, yeah, and they also use "Give Me Shelter" twice. Yeah, he uses that in all. I, yeah, I thought the music was distracting. Yeah, kind of haphazard. Yeah, honestly, and like, then like quick cuts to, to like, let's cut the music right here and have them say something impactful. Yeah, and I, it was I, never impactful. It was like okay, this <laughs> was, was like, yeah. What? It was not. I didn't think the use of. And sometimes, I mean, if you think about like the Goodfellas sequence oh with Clap Layla, yeah, is amazing. Um, and I thought that there was it was like at points in this film, which is worth talking about in terms of Scorsese, Scorsese light, like instead of doing that great Goodfellas sequence where they're steady cam walking through and up, they kind of do they he kind of tries it in the Chinatown sequence where he's chasing them, but Katie not to hated great that effect. Part. I hated that yeah, scene. not to great effect. I thought that was just kind of like it, che- it ended up being very cheesy. Yeah, I thought anything there in this movie. There were a mo- few scenes in the movie that I'd like the Jack with his ladies. We talked about that. That's yeah. so weird. It didn't, didn't need to be there. No. No, I thought I thought when you just got to the um, some of the acting sequences, this is off the charts. A lot of the filler stuff 
is kind of weird. Yeah. You know, there's sometimes there's reverse, you know, where some of the performances don't, ha- you know, add up, which is, again, this was very much about the actors who were in it. You know, I think they delivered Scorsese at the end when he was editing was like done with this movie. He said he felt emotionally void. Uh, he, you know, there's nothing, you know, nothing happy here. I'm depressed. It's, was doing it. You there can was tell because the, the editing is shit. The it's editing really won an Oscar, cuts. by the way. That's yeah, that, that amazed that, me. That, that won the Oscar. Now, sometimes he does those whip pans, which he always does. Um, but I, it, it was I, I really enjoyed watching it. I understand there's, there's. I don't think it's his best. You know, some people ask, do you think this is his best movie? I don't think what? it's his best movie. It's not in the top five of his movies. Yeah, I don't think it's his best. I, I, I think there's some really good performances. Um, and which, by the way, thank God, because I think this would have been if it wasn't for uh, Matt Damon and DiCaprio and a few of the other things. This could have been a train wreck because it's long. It's like two and a half hours. Yeah. They, you know, they if they and originally, by the way, De Niro was going to play the Jack role, which yeah. I think would have been just horrific. I, you know, I just don't think that would have played well at all no. if that had happened. Um, all right. So that's the movie. Uh, let's go spanning the globe. Um, so we got a couple of fan questions this week. We're not going to do any movie trailers. I, I told Katie and Jim, and thankfully they vetoed the idea of watching it. There is a new Lindsay Lohan movie coming out, <laughs> which I, was actually filmed four years ago and now only being released. Well, and I just want to tell, can I tell if anybody wants to look, just Google Among the Shadows and and watch. It's like something that you with your children, if you own an iPad, could film. Just I'll say that we don't actually. I, have to talk I about will the say I did watch the Dark Phoenix trailer. It looks worse than the teaser. Oh my god! How bad did that look? If you saw that, it makes but, me sad because I really love Sansa Stark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And how about uh, so apparently just with this they're so like they just like we're going to put this right out here. This is uh, not a spoiler because they do it in the trailer. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence dies like five minutes in because I'm pretty sure she read the script and was like, you're, you're going to freaking kill me five minutes in. I know it says I have to be in this film. You can pretty much probably take all the money back. I am not going to be a part of like, this. Thing. I don't understand so, why you have James McAvoy. And Michael Fassbender signed on to play two of the most iconic comic book characters ever. And you can't get it to work. No. And I don't even think they give a damn anymore. I think they're like, we've spent hundreds of millions. We just have to roll this out because Disney's taking it over and they know the characters are going to be recast and everything. Um, So, but uh, Dark Phoenix, don't watch the trailer. Don't watch the movie. Uh, Among the Shadows... I think will be a movie Can that we, we stop buy like the Lindsay Lohan thing. Can we we buy a funny. case of beer. Uh, d- have you seen the trailer? You no. have got dude. There's like green screen. Apparently, like <laughs> I don't think it's like every scene she has is really bad green screen behind her of like real locations, and then they flip the scene to her talking to somebody, and they were clearly at the real location. So clearly, she showed up to film none of her scenes, and they're like just stand in front of the screen screen is and like, read uh, these lines. Wayne's World when they're like we're yes. in Delaware. Delaware. <laughs> That's and the, and I think she's playing the first lady of the United States. Oh. By the way, oh, okay, we will watch the trailer at least. Okay, um, at least now that's kind of I, I can believe that. So we have two audio questions. Yes, yeah, so let's well, go. Audio questions. questions. One question, one comment. So let's go to the first question from Patty. You ready, bro? Yes, go. Here we go. All right, let's go. 
All right. What is your favorite Jack Nicholson role? Who Ooh. wants to go first on that one? Because there's so many good ones. I've my so my knowledge of his movies is limited. After I just looked at his giant list, I yeah. feel like yeah. I've got maybe like well, just, five yeah, just, or six. Yeah, who cares? Whatever um, one you like most, it so doesn't have to be. I've got, I've got two weighing against each other. I love his performance in The Shining mm. so very much. Um, and then because of his crazy, I feel like as good as it gets, like holding those two movies next to each other uh, is brilliance. I, I, yeah. But I, I thought he was excellent in The Departed. I just felt like the crazy happened previously in The Shining. And so this was just re- it's reminiscent. It's not his best crazy. Yes. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. a great point. Very, very valid. Uh, I, yeah, I love The Shining. Uh, Chinatown. He's great in Chinatown, which I just watched. Uh, to me, one of my favorite performances is him in A Few Good Men. Oh, yes. When he and Tom Cruise, Amazing. like I, that is un. I forgot about that. That, that is very. That is very good Broadway. Aaron Sorkin, not yeah, the yes. crap mm-hmm. pile of To Kill a Mockingbird. Aaron mm-hmm. Sorkin. Did you see uh, that? Then uh, was it New York yeah, Times. Wall yeah, Journal. Wall yes. Street Journal. Yeah. Yep. Went. Yep. It basically laid out exactly what we I, said. And yes. it's funny. I forget who. I think New York Times came out in favor, and the comment section. Went Ripped right them. to the place that I went, and they shut down the comment section. I'm sure they was did. Interesting. It was all people saying the same thing. Yeah, it's very interesting. Aaron Sorkin yeah. can can suck it. Yeah, don't don't ever look at a Harper. <laughs> there are no more for him to take care of. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, no, but no more American literature yeah. for you. No yeah, more literature I, for you. I love that performance in a Sorry. few good men. It didn't. I just. I, yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, he's, but that's, so you, tons of other you Lieutenant also, Weinberg. Yeah, but also, uh, he is tremendous as the Joker in the original yes. Batman also true. as well. Yep. And I, I'm going to go so well. with one that's, that, that neither of you mentioned, which is, um, and I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember loving it, is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So good. He's so I good in that. that movie. Scranton. Yeah. It's, so it's good a great in movie. Yeah. Um, Film theory. Yeah. All right. Well, there. Thank you, Patty, for the question. Yeah, if uh, question. anybody listening to this wants to get us a question, feel free to just record it on your iPhone, shoot it over to uh, commajors at gmail dot com, you know, uh, or tweet it. Let us know. Post it to our Facebook page. Whatever you want. Um, we love getting questions. Now, Keenan Laird from uh, Pop Battle sent us uh, a story uh, about um, his experience with The Departed. Now. Can we actually air this? Yeah, we can. Because I honestly thought, like, this is, uh, it's completely fine. There's nothing, there's nothing inappropriate in here. You know, thank you, Keenan, for for not getting us on on a watch list or anything. Hey, guys, it's Keenan. So when I heard you guys were doing The Departed, I just kind of wanted to share my experience of the movie. When the movie came out, I was one of the managers at the Regal in Wilmington, And one of the advantages of being a manager there was I could do private screenings. So we actually had a private screening of this movie at about 1 a.m. After everyone left the theater, my friends came, a bunch of my buddies, including Timmy, the co-host of the Pop Adult Podcast, available on iTunes and all streaming (laughs) podcast apps. Sorry, I had to do a little plug. Anyway, a bunch of them came. We watched the movie, just us in the theater. We were able to smoke, drink, do whatever we wanted to do. A lot of fun. I liked the movie so much, I had to get it 
the day it came out. So the day it came out, I remember, was a huge snowstorm. And I had to take the trolley into the city. Ended up getting lost a bunch of times. And I had to go to the Best Buy on Columbus Ave since that was the only Best Buy that had The Departed on HD DVD. And if you remember at that time, I swore HD DVD was going to beat out Blu-ray as the ultimate format. And who knows? Time will still tell on that one. I ended up spending the whole day trying to get this stupid movie because it took me hours to get out there from getting lost, then hours coming back because I got lost a bunch of times on the way back, taking the wrong trolleys and getting on the wrong buses and all that jazz. Anyway, just wanted to share my experience. Uh, I have been catching up on some of the past episodes, and I did want to respond to Brian on the Black Panther episode. We talked about Porchman. And I just oh. wanted to say that somewhere at my parents' house is a floppy disk with my script of Portugal yes. on it. And if I, I ever find it. it, I will send it to you. And who knows, maybe we can be like those kids who reshot the Raiders of the Lost Ark yes. where it took them 30 Amazing. years to make the movie. After 20 years, we can finally make Portugal. Yes. Anyway, guys, keep up the great work. Love listening. Funny. And take care. Yeah, see, I, uh, yes. I don't see The Departed being a movie to uh, go on a five-hour yeah. adventure to secure a, a, a DVD copy of it. Well, no, no. I have, no, I have three things to say. A, I will shoot. I will shoot Porchman. Uh, I will shoot Porchman immediately. That that is in fast track development. Two, I watched this film on Laserdisc. Because I was convinced that Laserdisc <laughs> was going to be the preeminent. You don't even know film. what Laserdisc is, no. do you, Katie? <laughs> uh, and uh, three, I'm going to call bullshit on the fact that I was never invited to any private screenings <laughs> when Keenan was running. That and yeah, I was living there. At this that was the end. dark was years the, of Keenan's life. Yeah, we weren't. Yeah, we were I, not, I was uh, definitely. I, we I could have. We should have been invited. And by the way, it was not legal to smoke in theaters and drink in theaters ever. ever. Oh my yeah. gosh, so funny. so we he can say they're allowed to. to we yeah. allowed. No, who was allowing now, you to do that? The the addendum to this this HD DVD conversation, which is hilarious because Keenan had the Xbox with the HD DVD like add-on and he was convinced that HD DVD would be the format like you remember beta and VHS was a thing and beta lost to VHS he was convinced that the reason that beta lost was because the porn industry adopted VHS and he was convinced that the porn industry was going to adopt HD DVD. Oh, there you rather go. Than, yeah. I mean, um, we should have invested some yeah, money in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, Porchman is uh, should happen. I think we should shoot Porchman. We'll I think give, that'd be we'll awesome. Give a, we'll give a little treatment of Porchman on the next episode. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Martin Scorsese would kill with Porchman. No, yeah. we're not letting him do Porchman. I have a whole vision for <laughs> no, this film. This is uh, this is the guy from the Notebook, Nick. Uh, no, Casavetes. Casavetes. Nope. <laughs> he hasn't worked since. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying to no, get on. No, thank you. Uh, okay, uh, thank you for two great questions. Again, like Jim said, please send questions, stories, etc. Always. Uh, just quickly here a couple of quick topics uh floating around in the film world uh this week rotten tomatoes has disabled comments of uh <laughs> commenting on film 
because they were allowing people to comment on films they hadn't viewed. Uh, and this came to yeah. real uh, heightened sense this week when angry white men who can't get dates on Tinder started trashing Captain Marvel because a woman is a superhero. Uh, and they finally realized maybe we shouldn't allow people mm. uh, to be oh, commenting and reviewing films that they couldn't have seen. Now, this came to light last year, uh, yep. most notably with The Last Jedi, but yep. has then since come on. So now Rotten Tomatoes has done that. What is your thought about any of these sites allowing people to be commenting on non-verified ways in rating films um, that leads to aggregate scoring that some people actually use to determine what they're going to? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes, I always look at the critic score rather than the... Mm. than the other one um again i mean we know how social media and and these you know kind of mass uh online kind of uh hive mind things work right like you if, if you're willing to believe what you see on websites that you trust you're an idiot well, some so, people like, vote for president that you, way, yeah, let alone choosing get, a film to go to. I didn't want to get too much into it, but you you, you shouldn't trust anything you see online. Um, but there's a, this whole other level of folks that get involved in commenting on anything. Like, I, you know, outside, like right. social media with folks you actually know is one thing. But I used to make the mistake of reading the comments on news stories. Whoa. And I said, to, you know, this was like three years ago. I was like, so this is nothing. That I can never do that again. I have, I have to, yeah. for my mental health, I have to never read the comments on a it's news why, story. It's, it's why I can't listen to sports talk radio anymore, even though I love sports, is because the people that are motivated to call right. in right. are fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Well, that's, well, to wait on hold that long... For 30 seconds, you have to be have to say, slightly. I was nervous and then pleasantly surprised by looking at the comments on the New York Times review of, of yeah. well, the Broadway is, show yeah, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Well, they listen. would actually have had to read the paper yep. to comment on yep. it. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, uh, number two, a uh, big story this week is Steven Spielberg is apparently going to um, speak with the Academy. Uh, of motion pictures at their next meeting to discuss not allowing films from Netflix or Amazon to be nominated for best picture. Hmm. Uh, he doesn't feel since they're not in a theater for long enough that they should be deemed as part of this. Uh, in some respects, he's getting a lot of support and others he's getting trashed as kind of an Uber uh, yuppie, baby boomer who has no clue about yeah, the I modern mean, let's state be, of let's society. Be, I'll be completely honest on this one. He He's coming off like fucking Kurt or uh, Clint Eastwood, get off my lawn. Like he, he sounds like an old fucking yeah. man here. Well, so, and and, like, but let's question, I'm so sorry. So like, don't, don't do this. Like, it, if you are worried that films that were financed outside of the studio system and um, were not aired to a large release in a movie theater are going to win Best Picture. I, I, it, I don't know what, what, uh, where your head's at here. Like, what does, what is, what is his point? That he's, does he have a point? Like, other than, like, what is the actual argument? 
So, but so that's my question is actually is is there anything in terms of the qualifications for Oscar nominated film that they you, have to have a box? Well, yes, release? there's well, they're, they're, they need to be released for a certain amount of time. And, and Roma in a, was in, okay. in a theater. But what Netflix does is Netflix buys out every ticket in a theater mm-hmm. and runs it and doesn't necessarily show it to anybody. Oh, interesting. Because um, I do just think that there's so something can, to be said just but, for like the like public access, right? Yeah, like, well, so, no, like there, folks might not have Netflix. Yeah, no, I think there's there's a couple of arguments uh, a why he's doing this. His thing, and I've heard other directors talk about this, is there is a huge fear that they want to work. Um, and there's on the largest canvas possible. And if you hear a lot of directors talk about it, they want their films the way they film it. And there's all sorts of things we don't need to talk about, about compression of yeah, yeah. video well, and all that type of stuff. But just let, let me go through and then we can I, – I don't necessarily think he's right. But there's a feeling that these streaming services are killing movie theaters and that movie theaters might go away. And I think that's what his argument is that they want the medium of film to still be there. To me, a film is a film, you know, there's, but I will say this, watch it, rewatching the AFI 100. I wish I could have seen Lawrence of Arabia on the screen, but I'm the type of guy that's going to go see it on the screen regardless. So it doesn't matter. By the way, you know, talking about Alfonso Cuaron here, right? Like, are you, the guy is a genius. Yes. So, no, I, I, yeah, I think it's more that there are a lot of people pissed off. And I think they're pissed off, too, that television, Netflix and stuff like that has been doing a better job as a storyteller. Oh, totally. You know, they, they, and, and they are doing a very good job allowing people like Kurosan and these other directors yeah. to have complete control of their vision, which I call bullshit on because Steven Spielberg, when he was young, got to do whatever he wanted because the Hollywood system – as it was in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, died, and they were so desperate for De Palma, Spielberg, George Lucas, uh, all these guys to make movies, they were allowed to do whatever they wanted. So for him to come out and say now, oh, we're going to do it this way, like, we need to keep the system in place, it's because you're in charge of the system, because Steven Spielberg can do whatever the hell he wants. Can I just say... It's ridiculous. The more more I go back with these movies and look at like the Oscar nominated movies and uh, it's just so clear for how long there's been inequity in, in the whole system. Like when you look at the list of films, especially those that have won, they follow such a similar trajectory and it's so refreshing to now see like multiple access points for folks to get movies out there, for people to see film, that it doesn't have to come through the studio system. I, I just think, like, I don't know. Well, the, the, the more movies, the merrier. I think the issue is going to be long-term, 20 years down the line. Net, Netflix is going to be no different than Paramount or yeah. Sony or whatever. But I do think this. It's this argument, again, that they think cinema is going to die. And I don't think it is. No. It's just there's different outlets for it, you know? And and if you look at like certain summer movies, they people even talk about it like certain movies are always going to be made for the big screen, you know, and people are going to go see that and they're still always going to see that. But it's fantastic to have these outlets for films that probably would not have been greenlit because they weren't going to make, 
you know, they're not Avengers Endgame. Well, maybe which it's going it, to create a, a reassessment of the system in which the studios are making mega bucks and the theaters themselves, you know, the, the story goes that, like, theaters are only making money, really, on concessions. And that's well, why concessions are well, what it's they simil- are. Well, that's similar well, to so pro then, sports teams. Right, they so basically what, make what their money. What are they charging over. these theaters to show these films? If they want wow. the theaters to live... Then no, maybe they should reassess the system. Well, you the know? other thing it's is not this. just that. It's that, like, like let's be honest. Like, let's look at Spielberg. Like, I would love to pull up his last ten movies, right? Like, what has he done that is fucking worthy of anything? I'll find that is worthy of a Best Picture. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Right. Like, he. I, I listen. I. I think. I think I'm not going to get too much on him because I feel like well, he, he was needs to back it I up. Know, but he didn't even release this. This was kind of leaked list. out that he was going to do it. I feel like yeah, he was, was I feel like he was the guy that took the took the bullet here for a lot of people. Like there's a lot of people wanted to do it. And Spielberg's like, I'll do it and I'll put my name on it. And I just don't think it's going to change anything. I think that proof point we recorded our episode last week during the oscars they need to be reflective of what young people who watch film are going to do and most of them want to watch netflix or amazon prime but i will also tell you they all want to go the opening night and see avengers endgame so if they're these big imax amazing movies they will go see those for these pictures that are different and are small that are giving access to women and minorities and directors and voices that have never been able and would never receive money from big studios, then they should be able to do that. See, I think and he, shoot the film. Yeah, I think he's he's mistaken here. I think he he's being short sighted about about those pictures being considered for uh, best picture because I think a few of them win best picture and it changes the system, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so like looking back, like I pulled up his list, like he's got some going, the post, but like, yeah. like he's got ready player one, the post, the BFG, um, bridges, spies, Lincoln, Warhorse, Tintin, all the way back to crystal skull. Like there's, there's good movies in there, but none, no one else is going to be able to do like, they, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter if, the best picture that is shot is shot on my damn iPhone. Yeah. And it's the best movie that was made exactly that right. year that it's like, it's, I think of it as a sports perspective. Like if I, like yeah. when I pick my team, I'm taking the best kids. Yeah. Like it shouldn't matter and that then like I had a kid. Oscars, that, they all yeah. get released in, yeah. right to theaters yeah. so that but, folks can see them. By the way, do you know where the vast majority of Oscar voters watch their films? On freaking Blu-ray screeners that are mailed to their house. They don't go out and watch them in the theater. They're watching them on that. So I I just think the best is the best. Uh, All right. Quickly, um, had to bring this up. Somebody sent it to us. Uh, I had seen it prior to this. But uh, Netflix UK has changed the end of the notebook for their uh, streaming. It, it was notebook for the first time ever is on Netflix. As of now, you can – we should probably, by the way, as an aside here, thought that the three of us should record a um, director's commentary for that film. Oh, no. Just sit, just, just sit down and watch it and record it. And then anybody who wants can go on uh, YouTube and like time it to as they watch yeah, the movie. Uh, but they changed the ending. 
what I thought was interesting is Katie brought this point up as we were watching it with the, the ducks and the birds. Yeah. Yeah. The ending is not them dying together. It's them standing watching the birds fly into the sunset. Uh, my question is this. Why did they change the ending of this film? Father. But- <laughs> All right, Jim. <laughs> Daddy got a new toy. Did anybody I know. notice? It's fantastic. The quality is spectacular. I, I don't know why you would go back and bother, but I do like the follow-up question. Yeah. Which, uh, so to go along with this, this is our uh, things we talk about over a beer at Oscars question of the week. Uh, if you could change the ending of any movie, what would it be? Ooh, Grease. <laughs> why? You don't like I, the flying the one, car? The one and the one. I can the never one. watch... Greece again. The flying car now, is so good. Now that I'm like mm, a, a fully thinking human, that that movie rocking and rolling and whatnot. Not, that does what not part of it stay. did you not like at yeah. the end? Do you need me to go through the? No, the stories? end. Yeah, the end. The end of the movie where the oh, girl she changes is like, her yeah, whole thing. I oh, will okay. change everything about myself if it means that I can be with you. And then what's you wrong can with still that? Consider yourself yeah. cool. Aileen did that well, for Brian. You know, <laughs> when young children dress up like that for Halloween, and there's a whole. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you, Jim? What movie? Oh man, this is so hard. There's so many movies I would love to change the ending of. Um, I don't know. I. Part of me says signs. Oh, um, yeah. I love a lot of that movie, but I feel like the alien looks pretty terrible. Yeah, the special effects on that were not great. If it came out now with the same exact, same exact everything, but they were able to use today's CGI for the end, it probably it would probably be amazing. Better. Yeah. You know what else I would rewrite the ending of? Yeah. The Departed. <laughs> yeah. Worst yeah. ending. You wouldn't ever. want the rat. Yeah. No, and you've just, uh, just all, I, all uh, life is meaningless. That's it. That's well, that's yeah, that the is end kind of the, of the takeaway. Life from is it. meaningless. I We're all argue. the same. We're all going to hell. There was a talk for a while of giving Dingham a sequel with him, just his character. I don't know what the hell they would have done with it, mm. but uh, I would do uh, another M Night movie, uh, The Village. Hmm. <laughs> I don't remember. I, the, I was I mean, really I disappointed the, in that movie. The end was that they're uh, like on the, on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Yeah, basically. they were. They weren't in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. It was modern. Yeah, that, I just yeah. thought that that was to me a prime example of just doing a twist because you have to do a twist. Yeah. He's like, oh, we'll get them here. Yeah. They're on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, Norristown. Well, they exit. needed they like, needed a reason that they would. I know, fake, but fake scare the the villagers. I know, but I village. just I just thought that was. Uh, and the other one is Crystal Skull, which we actually brought up earlier. Oh, well, I Jesus, love. Dude, there's so much wrong with that I know. movie. The whole the whole movie's horrible, <laughs> but the I keep confusing that with the Dark Crystal. No, it's Indiana no, Jones. But the when oh, he gets married yeah. at the end and his hat blows to Shia LaBeouf to like set it up as they were thinking about doing like a franchise. Oh, just but he what? grabs it back. I know. But Those, the fact that yeah. it's a whole I mean, it was a whole movie thing, but there's yeah. so many others too. feel free. We'll he put that hides up in a fucking fridge to escape an atomic yes. bomb. Well, that's not even that. I thought that that was bad. The, the whole thing with the alien, bad, spe- just the whole movie. But it just. 
Maybe it's, I just hate that movie. We'll, we'll yeah. put the question up on Facebook and anybody can uh, respond uh, to that question if they want. Uh, and that Guardians is it. Five questions. Two. Five questions. Here we go. Let's go. Five, five questions. questions. Katie, you, Katie wrote the questions for Brian this week. So. Okay. Well, so what, am I doing all five? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Katie was just at a baby shower today, which is one of the joys of being a woman. The shower, the shower party situation. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down, Brian. The Jack and Jill shower men and women attend. Uh, thumbs down. I don't, I'm not <laughs> even going to pretend I would want to go to something like that. <laughs> Just remember, every time there think... is a shower, that you need to say thank you to your wife. Yeah. For going to the, I mean, today was lovely. It really was lovely, but it is just one of those traditions that like only women get to participate yeah. well, in and it seems like you can we, go to the showers and I had all? to sign up for the draft. I think it's a trade off. I had to, you know, I had to enlist in the draft yeah. uh, and uh, you get to go to the shower. Hmm. Do you want to switch? Fantasy football draft? Yeah, no, the, the selective the, like service Vietnam? draft. There's yeah, that. selective service. Yeah. I, we were lucky we aged out, I think. So oh. we're okay. Hmm. We're okay. Right, so All we're right. – yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about those as comparable things. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't have a would you rather. Uh, right. Fill in the blank. The best word to describe Boston is – Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's very diplomatic, Brian. <laughs> I love Boston, though. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's great. It's it's very much uh, like Philadelphia, honestly, mm-hmm. in many in many ways. I don't think uh, so anymore, honestly. Uh, just visiting, I don't know. I didn't get. The, I don't get the same vibe of like the young adults in Boston as I do in Philadelphia anymore. Oh, I don't know. That's a good. I don't hang out with a lot of young adults, so I can't really talk to mm-hmm. that. Hmm. But yeah, no, it's it. It's a great city. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, what '80s TV family would you choose to live with? Ooh. Um. Hmm. The Keaton family. Oh, we didn't have that one. Who did I say? The Severs. No, Severs. Oh yeah, it's a good one too. I said Charles yeah. in charge. Which one? The Powells or the Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. All those would be good. Yeah. Uh Mr. Belvedere's. I could be hanging out at Mr. Belvedere's house. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of fun. Um The Schroeders. Sadly, the Schroeders. I, no, what was that? Yeah. Oh, Ricky Schroeder Cosby. Silver Spoons. Yeah, uh the Drummonds. Little train? The, Drummonds. Yeah, the Drummonds. I could be at the Drummonds house. Two two seven. Small wonder. You could have a robot Small sister. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be a good one, too. Maybe what if I was, like, at the Golden Girls' house? Alf. Keenan says Alf. Yes, I would love to hang out with Alf. Good good answer, Keenan. Oh, Alf would be a good good one. one. Yeah, Yeah, so many good 80s families there. Uh, And then finally, if you could have one song play every day as you entered into your classroom, what would be your entrance song? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good one. Um, sympathy for the devil. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Very Scorsese of you, Brian. That's, that's what I would do. But I would play it like multiple times during the class, which would make no sense. Just like the soundtrack of the that's Departed. The same, that's, oh, man, that's give me shelter. One? Damn it! <laughs> Please allow me. Ah, uh, yes. That was used in what? Uh, 
It was a it was a cover of it used in Interview with the Vampire. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which was a better movie than I remember. I'd seen it uh, several years ago, but that was a movie that was actually not too bad, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. It was pretty good. Uh, and that is five questions. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, uh, and I guess we should say, you know, before we we finish up here, that Katie's going to join us as much as You're possible. supposed to ask a question. Katie, yeah. have a question. Would you like to be the third co-host of Com Majors? I thought you'd never ask. Oh, look <laughs> at that. She brought a prop as well. I love it. She's wearing a veil. Yeah, she's wearing like a mini mouse veil. Like, we, what is that? Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. figure that, you know, as she's way more committed to this than Brian and I are. That's yeah. certainly so. not true. Um, but I I can I can handle sitting with you guys for uh, a session a week. Yeah. And and I have to say, I didn't think I knew much about movies, but I finally actually listened back to some episodes. And I don't sound too dumb. I, I no, feel you like sound I, great. I hold my own. I think I, we, most uh, people tell most people tell me you're the best part of the show. Yeah, well, yeah. I appreciate that. I think it's just because I make the two of you funnier. But um, I think you know I'll do that. We talked you. about the always sunny rule of three, which is brains, brawn, and wild card. You yeah. know, me and Brian, we can't figure out who's the brains and who's the brawn. But I'm definitely Katie's wild definitely card. the wild the wild card. card. <laughs> yeah. Glad, In years past, I it. think. About 15 years ago, I think I could have played the wild card role, but that's been a lot of that's been kind of stamped out. <laughs> My soul has been stamped out of it. You've been broken like a wild I've horse. Bro- I've been broken. I'll be at that Jack and Jill baby shower if I'm ever to- told to go to. You'll be wearing oh, all. You'll be wearing all wide of the southern going. lunch. I feel lunch. like I'm wearing, just hit my stride. I'm wearing. I'm wearing Boston clothing. It's. Yeah. It's. It was, I was broken half. Long Are you a ago. Cop? Are you it a call? Cult? I, I was told I was not allowed to do any uh, Boston Please accent. Do. Yeah. Please do. Please yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, and if you, <laughs> I, I, sh- I really the whole time I would I wanted to every like mm-hmm. five minutes or so I wanted to say wicked the yeah. whole wicked. We, we, I have a recommendation that's Boston related. So yes. Okay. Let's yeah. Let's do recommendations. Anybody got any anything good they uh, want to? Mine is the video that Katie shared on our on our yes. on our page, which is Casey Affleck, Casey Affleck <laughs> uh, on Saturday Night Live him. as the actual Dunkin customer Donuts. at Dunkin' Donuts is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. We need to watch. I laughed so hard watching that. Um, uh, by the way, it's no longer Dunkin' Donuts. It's Dunkin' Dunkin' Dunkin'. Yeah, well, everyone up in in. The Massachusetts area calls it donkeys. Donkeys. Donks. Yeah, start donks. Yeah. Donks. donks. I like it. Yeah, the name change <laughs> is ridiculous. Uh, any, Katie, you got anything? Yeah, I've been loving uh, Netflix and Netflix again. Show Easy. Um, oh yeah. It's a cool. Okay. It's a cool series. Like the, like ten. I don't know. Eight or ten different storylines that they follow and lots of random actors and actresses that just pop up on the show that you're like, ah, it's the other Franco. It's uh, Dave. David Dave Franco. Franco. You got, um, what's his face? Mark. Zazzy Beats. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so Mark Maron. Mark Maron. Mark Maron. Mark Maron oh, is Maron. on there. Okay. Uh, Orlando Bloom. Um, oh, Malin. Malin Ackerman. Oh, oh nice. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. That scene, that was a good one. That was a good all right. episode. Well, there you go. Yeah, and it's awesome. all like, you know, it's all relationship stuff. Yeah, like there's always a, a good little conversation to have after one of those episodes. Um, yeah, it's a good show. Perfect. Like yeah. it, all right. Though I realized we need to get 
curtains for our back door because some of them are fully like softcore porn and I was very aware of us having wide open windows and While she was very close neighbors. TV. There are some awkward sex scenes that I was like, because I of what, maybe should not be watching because, this at 9 o'clock what at night. Because what you're doing or what's on the TV? No, 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 no. no. What's on the TV? What's on our oh, very okay. large TV, which can okay. be seen very easily by all oh, of our neighbors. Our TV is not very big. It's well, actually it feels very large. Okay. <laughs> it feels large. <laughs> It feels large to me. It's not In the size window. of the TV. It's what you do. It's what you watch on it. That's... Oh, good word. Uh, okay, my recommendation. Uh, next week, Captain Marvel comes out. I have my ticket. I'm going seven the 7 p.m. showing, first showing in IMAX. Oh, excellent. Uh, so right. I always recommend uh, Empire Magazine, which I read, which is my movie magazine Ooh. that I read. Uh, this is the Captain Marvel oh, cover, nice. which was awesome. Uh, I've also started reading American Cinematographer. Mm. which is a uh, fantastic magazine that I do research on the films we do with. And I'm now a subscriber. Look at you. To the, I um, like that guy on the cover in uh, Star Trek. He's good. What's yep, his name? Chris Pine. Chris yeah, Pine. He's, he's good. one of the Chris's. Is he the yes. Chris that helped uh, one of the ladies no, up onto the stage? That, that? that was Captain America. Uh, d- so just Chris's. don't see uh, Jack Ryan. That was the Maria Kondo movie that I uh, gave away. And, and don't I, see it. Yeah, don't. Well, you could see it. Just don't own it. Okay. Uh, uh, I also saw a great documentary yesterday on John Milius, who wrote it's on Amazon Prime for anybody who want to watch a documentary on filmmakers. He wrote Apocalypse Now, mm. directed uh, Conan the Barbarian, directed Red Dawn. What? Uh, um, <laughs> That's a weird grouping. Oh, he was also like a script doctor for pretty much every movie in the 70s and 80s. He wrote the Quint. Um, monologue and jaws rewrote oh. it best friends with steven spielberg and lucas and all those guys um so he's if you like nuts right like oh complete he's walter he was yes, the character yes, that walter was based yes. on from the big lebowski oh, wow yeah um i didn't realize that was nuts. a real person yeah no but he's um, uh, i have I mean, a recommendation if we could turn back time and watch moonlight instead of the departed I would I liked the, I liked machine. Departed. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Departed like, was good. I was a good movie. Uh, <sighs> next week we are doing Can't Hardly Wait, which Yay! Jim is talking about. And I think it's gonna be. I had watched it recently, so I can I can uh, um, vouch for its ability to stand up. I'll, that's all. I'll tease. Oh, I, I know. Might have been a while since you guys have seen. I it, wonder if it's... like I wonder if someone in like. Or late high school, early college, it, if it would hold up for them. Mm. We well, need somebody. We well, need because somebody. it is very 90s, right? It like, is. We'll have a whole discussion of that, as well as I read a fascinating article in The Atlantic um, I that I want to talk about next week on uh, sex recession. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read it. Um, yes. That I okay. think would tie in interestingly to that movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, that movie's about. But that is what we'll do. Katie will be back next week Yay. and every week. So exciting. <laughs> um, and before everybody else, wild have a fantastic card. week. Wild card. Wild card. Say wild card bitches. Wild card and everybody bitches. just go watch the wild card bitches episode <laughs> of Always Sunny to understand what we're talking about. And uh, that's it for me. All what right. about you guys? All right. Good to Bye, talk to everybody. you guys. Bye, everybody. You too, Bri. Bye, Bye. everyone. Bye.